about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me Don't you, don't you Today is Saturday, August 29th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz, a show where I talk about the adventures of a man who doesn't leave his house, but yet still has many adventures in love, laughter, and liberty. All happening right here on This Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz and it's an episode of This Joe Batanz for Saturday, August 29th, 2020. Gosh, you know, it's so funny for never leaving the house. I have so many things to talk about. I don't even know where to begin. Do I start with the Cameron drama? Do I start with the Aiden drama? There's no real Aiden drama, but... The best kind of Aiden drama, I suppose. And then, um, do I start with, you know, there's this whole thing I want to talk about with Afterthought. Do I talk about making Lori cry? Oh my goodness. You know, it's actually, once again, I will say I caught myself today. There's something about Saturdays where I've been now, this is the second week in a row. I I almost forgot today to do this gym of hands. But last Saturday, genuinely forgot to do this job with Tans was going to happen again today, and it didn't because I remembered, oh shit, I got to do this job with Tans, it's 10 p.m. and I can do it. Uh, let's just start with today. I didn't actually get much sleep last night, and that was, it's actually a very strange reason why. Oh my gosh, actually it's not, it's, it's a mixture of a bunch of things. One is, you know, it, Friday evening... I had a very, I don't know if dramatic's not the right word, but intense phone call with Aiden. We had a talk. I I strangely don't feel like really getting into it today's episode. Maybe I'll get into it tomorrow's episode. But we just had to have an intense conversation about, and I'm not even sure it was really settled, just about, like, um... Us. I don't really know how to explain it without getting without getting into it chapter and verse. I've been saying chapter and verse a lot, I realize. I don't know if I want to keep that phrase around. But, uh, th- so there was that. And so I wasn't in necessarily the best mood. I wasn't in a bad mood, but I was in a very, like, insecure mood. Uh, I will say this Aiden thing makes me very, feel very, I feel very insecure lately. Uh, I just, I don't know. What's funny, I was going to say, I never know where I stand, but I feel like he tells me, but it's just not enough. It's an unquenchable thirst I have for affirmation, for words of affirmation. And he's he gives them, but he's very, very stingy with them, which makes me even more thirsty and parched for them. So afterwards, I was just very like, just not feeling too hot on myself. I don't know. It was just... Um, 
there was a lot more to that conversation, but I just wasn't feeling too good after that conversation. Then I go, well, I'll just suck it up and we'll do cuckoo bananas. And we did cuckoo bananas. And as if you were listening live or if you, or if you haven't listened live, if you listen live, you'll hear that on Wednesday, we're releasing the episode on Wednesday. But Lori and I were doing our typical banter, making fun of each other. And it escalated to a point where I inadvertently and unintentionally made her cry. The joke I was making, uh, maybe I went a little too hard, but, uh, but I do know it happened to hit a sore spot with her and she, and she wept. And we know we, we made light of it and, and, uh, and we, we dealt with it on the episode, but, uh, I just, I still, I don't like it making anybody cry except for Luke. And, uh, I, I just didn't feel too hot afterwards. I didn't feel good about my conversation with Aiden. I felt very insecure about that. Didn't feel too good about what happened with Lori. I don't make like, anybody cry. And I just didn't feel really good. And and I'll be honest with you. I'm dealing with a bit of, and this isn't a topic for another day, of imposter syndrome when it comes to afterthought. I just really feel... You know, if you again, if you listen to Throwing Down Live today, I kind of got into it, but I I feel like I'm somehow really awful at this, and you guys just don't realize it yet, and you're starting to realize how bad I am at this. And um, and this is not like don't go on Discord and start saying all these nice things. This isn't fishing for compliments, you know. I'm just sharing how I feel. And, uh, and we'll get into this in detail maybe tomorrow or sometime. I, I, it's, it's on my agenda to talk about. But, um, but yeah, it's something I've been dealing with that too. And, um, so, you know, all that was a jumble of, a, you know, emotion soup. And I, so, uh, I went to sleep, but I also had promised Aiden. Aiden worked this morning. At 4.30 a.m. Pacific. So he leaves his house at like 3.45. Because that's to be early. And I told him. I always say I like to get up with him. And I said I'd get up with him. And But the last couple of times. Just. Tragedy has struck and it's not happened. So like. The first time this week. I just overslept and I missed it. The second time. He didn't tell me he was working that day and early. So I missed that call. The third time, um, I had my better help appointment. So we, that was planned. We just knew I couldn't do it. So I was determined to do it and I did it. But the problem is, and I don't know if I ever took this in the show. Because I didn't want to miss it, I set an alarm. All right. But the problem is, I, this, and this is proof in the pudding right here. I cannot do alarms because my brain starts thinking there's an alarm and it's going to go off and it's going to scare you. And so then I can't sleep because my brain knows there's an alarm. So I have to just sleep without an alarm and just hope I wake up in time. No, no, by the way, 99 times out of 100, I do. I'll wake up like an hour earlier because I'm so scared of missing the appointment. And um, so I did fall asleep. But then at like 1230 a.m., I woke up. And I just was afraid to go back to sleep. So I just stayed. I've been up since 1230 in the morning. I, oh, no, 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 no. So after I talked to Aiden, that's not true. But I stayed up from 1230 until I had to call Aiden, or he called me, actually. 
and we talked and then when he got to work uh or when he was time for him to work he hung up and i went back and i actually went to bed for four hours so that's not entirely true but so i've gotten i guess i've gotten six hours of sleep total but um i'm actually not super tired so probably it's proof too that i got enough sleep maybe not as much as i would like but i got enough sleep but, uh, but yeah, it was weighing on my heart today. Uh, and then, you know, Aiden was really tired this morning, so he wasn't super his chipper self in the morning. It, it was, it was a fine phone call, but it was very like, hello, low energy. So of course I took that person, God, I'm very neurotic, if you haven't been able to tell. I took that super personally. And so just like my morning, including throwing, I think a lot of it came out and throwing down. I was just very kind of like sad, just sad. And then Aiden called me after work, which he got off work at like 1 p.m. And he was in a really good mood. And so he was in a really good mood. So that, so that I was like, okay, we're all good there. So that, so that we're good. Okay, great. Not, not in a codependent kind of way. Not, I'm in a good mood because he's in a good mood. I was really under the impression that, um, again, we'll get into it in a future episode. I did something kind of fucked up and it hurt his feelings on Friday. And I apologized and he forgave me very readily, but it was still in my mind that I'd done something fucked up. And so, and then his energy had been low. So I was like, is, is it low? Cause he, he's mad. Cause I fucked up or what? And so when he was in a good mood and we addressed it, he was like, no, you apologize. It's fine. It's whatever. You know, who cares? Move on. Then I felt good. I'm like, okay, he's not mad. Then after I talked to Aiden, I took, I called Lori and she was fine. And she was apologizing once again for crying. I was like, don't ever apologize for crying. I feel badly. And we talked it out. And so I figured out, oh, she's not mad either. Okay. So um, uh, then I was in a good mood after that. And um, then it was just a normal day of just doing normal things. Not, you know, it's one of these things where I'm basically in like double quarantine because... Um, not only is it coronavirus, but also it's been very hot and muggy here. So I just really don't leave the house. I really just sort of stay indoors and hide from the heat. I don't like the heat. I hate the heat. And I hide from the coronavirus and I just stay extra indoors. So um, a large part of my afternoon, well, so in the, we did throwing down and then I talked to Aiden. I talked to Lori. I talked to Adam Vaught. Then, as I mentioned on Throwing Down, I resumed my genealogical research. I don't know why it is. I just love doing genealogical research. It feels like I'm doing, like, detective work. And it, in a lot of ways, it is like detective work. So I did that, and then uh, talked to John Paul, had dinner, and then talked to John Paul some more, and Aiden called, and uh, we watched the documentary Howard on Disney+. And... Uh, talked for a while to that, and then he got sleepy, and now here we are. So it was just a day of just hanging out, chatting with people, being neurotic, and um, whatever. Now, I don't even know how much time I have left. Let me see here. I should have looked at that when I got up right now. Um, I'll determine what we talk about. The thing with making Lori cry is... Oh, we have a little bit of time, yeah. Is... I... don't like to make anybody cry. I make that made me really sad that she was crying and I didn't know what to do. 
Uh, it's like how, you know, you're on the air. I didn't think the joke I said was really that bad. It was, it was, in fact, it, it was a made up story that I was telling in, in the context of like, it was, being, it was hyperbole for hyperbole's sake and in, in the context of arguing with Lori. So I couldn't believe that, that she took it so personally. Like she should know that that's a complete lie that never happened. And, um, yeah, I felt really awful, but I think we've covered that. Um, Cameron. So earlier this week, after I think I had done this Joe Batanza, or maybe I had, maybe this happened on the last Joe Batanza. I don't know what day of the week it was. I'm sucking on a hard candy, but I have to come to the end of it. Cameron had called me. Um, I feel what I was doing this job at Tan, so I feel you guys heard about it. But he was stuck in Portland, Oregon, getting a tattoo. And, well, first he called me drunk. Okay, It was either Sunday night or Monday night. He called me drunk. When he arrived in Portland. I think it was Monday night. And I was like. It was the middle of the night. And I was supposed to. Oh that that was the night I was supposed to. Wake up early. For Cameron. The reason I slept through it was because Cameron woke me up in the middle of the night. And so I put my phone on do not disturb. So he wouldn't bother me. But then I, it, I missed the whole thing. Because I, I didn't hear Aiden's call. Because I wanted to do not disturb. It was a whole thing. But on that phone call that he was drunk, which, first of all, talking to anyone who's knowing he's drunk, he he said to me on the phone call, he listed to me about eight to ten people that he called first before he called me, but I was the only idiot to pick up. And once he said that, I was like, all right, I gotta go. You're drunk. Adios. So early in the morning, Sweet Michael and I were debriefing about that. Because he had called Sweet Michael, but Sweet Michael was asleep. He's on the East Coast. It was very late. So we were debriefing. And it, we were like, what a fucking dicky thing to say. You know? And Aiden, I'm not Aiden, sorry. Sweet Michael, whose mom, you know, was an alcoholic to the point where she passed away from it, said, you know, fully expect, you know, the shame call today. Where he's going to apologize and all that. And I was like, I know. And sure enough... That call came through and he was very apologetic and oh my God, I, you know, but I told him, I said, listen, I don't like this because A, you're a recovering alcoholic. So the fact that you're drunk is not a good sign. He's like, yeah, I've been drunk. I mean, I'm sorry, I've been drinking for the past few months now. And oddly enough, I don't think it's connected, but it, it coincides with us reconnecting. I started drinking again. Which I don't know what the implication was there. Cause I even said like, well, look, if I'm the cause for you drinking, I will happily step aside. And he was just kind of in- intimating on this phone call the next day that he was stuck, he was stuck in Portland. His car broke down in Portland. So he had to wait for it to get fixed. And so he was bored and he was lonely. He called me on Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. He called me nine times. He called me nine times on Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Cause I remember I was so busy. Tuesdays are so busy for me, you know, especially right now. Cause we're trying to get shady pines ready for release to the public feed. And it was just, it was a mess. He, he called me nine times on Tuesday. So, um, 
he um but I, I answered the phone, even though it was so busy, because I felt sorry for him. I, I'm sure it must be very lonely, and especially he's the lonely person, to be stuck in a city that you don't know because your car is broken, and now you're just trying to kill time until you get your car, and you basically have no friends, which is a whole other question for another episode. Why doesn't he have no friends? And here, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought I would do the right thing, and started talking to him, and then... That was fine. Then and, and Tuesday was a bunch of really good calls. Then Wednesday, it's my day off, but it's my day of calls. So I'm I'm have a lot of calls to do. I'm not super busy, but it's like it's it's just it's Wednesday. And he calls me again, just like in the afternoon. And I'm like, all right, well I can talk. And I'm shooting the shit with him, but he keeps having to call me back. Uh, hold, on, let me call you back. My mom's calling. Uh, hold on. Let me call you back. Uh, this I don't know who this number is. Uh, let me call you back as a mechanic. Uh, let me call you back as this person. Uh, let me call you, like over and over again. To finally, I, he says he goes. I sorry, I keep doing this. I go no, no, no. Uh, I know my place based on the phone tree. So he calls back again, and uh, I go where were we? And he goes I don't know. I was just, uh, I just, I'm just, it, every, my memory's hazy because I'm just so fucking exhausted from having to deal with your insecurity issues. I forgot how exhausting your insecurity issues are. So, uh, I've completely forgotten what we were talking about. And I was like, all right, well, it's time for me to go. You know, adios, right? And I hung up. We have talked once since then. I'm trying to evolve as a human being. Old Joe Batance would have taken one of two routes. Old Joe Batance would have been uh, sent about 47 text messages, one right after the other, telling him what a piece of shit he is. Or also Old Joe Batance would have just like straight up blocked him and ghosted him. But I decided to take a more adult approach. I waited a couple of days in the night. I, uh, it's probably like Thursday or so or Friday. I don't know what days are anymore. I sent a text message that said, Hey, can you talk? And he calls me. And I told him it was pretty shitty what he said. I said, I, I deserved an apology. And he said he wasn't going to apologize because he was speaking his truth. He did try and spin it though. He said, you know, uh, I think he's, I think I used a poor choice of words. I was, it can get very frustrating. How many times can I tell you you're the most important person in my life and you don't believe it and it can get very frustrating. I don't know how much of that was a pivot. I'm sure 85% of it was a pivot. And uh, that's the last time I've spoken to him. I have been kind of dicky. Uh, I will say, and uh, I think on one of the phone calls on Tuesday, he was trying to tell me, he, he's suddenly gotten into like the occultist, uh, Alistair Crowley. And I, he told me some, he tells these long stories where I get lost in them. I don't know what he's talking about. And he's telling me about how one of Alistair Crowley's disciples, uh, was teaching classes where he used to live. So he went to some of the classes. Anyway, this guy talked about bibliomancy 
where you get your direction in life, almost like a horoscope, but instead you take like a book. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be a book. It could be whatever. It could be Instagram, Twitter. You open up the first thing you see, that is the universe trying to send you a message. I think it's a bunch of hooey. You know, I do think the universe sends messages, but I wouldn't ever... I look for them when they're sent to me in their natural time. I don't like, I'm going to open a book now and see what the book says, you know? And I guess you can make an argument that both of us, my things are stupid. But the point is, it was weird, and this happened even today, but I, I didn't send it to him today. But like two days in a row, when I went on Instagram, somebody would put like some sort of inspirational quote, but no, 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 I didn't do the Instagram one today. That wasn't where I'm all, I'm not going to bug him. But the Instagram quote today was about how sometimes, I don't know what it is, I was good and we're running out of time, but the uh, the uh, Reddit post was about um, what's between a toxic person and a not toxic person, how they give criticism. And I copied and pasted the top comment and I sent it to him and I went, Bibliomancy! And I never got a response and that's okay. Because what makes a girl go round right here on this job of tants, right here on Afterthought.